0: And welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to play, dare I say, a fourth season of Day Trippers slash Night Trippers. You got it. I, I didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, we're all super excited. Uh, things are whatever. I'm just going to kick it to Todd. And we'll figure it out. It's, it's probably fine.
1: When last we saw our intrepid heroes, they were bouncing back and forth from world to world, reality to reality. Ever since the Frank bubble burst, it seems that every world they touch just falls apart. It begins disintegrating or bursting into flames or turning into a dolly painting within 24 hours of them getting there. And they always have to get into a ship and bounce the fuck out. They've done this several times now, including one trip back to the multiversal Cal. And so making it back to what they thought at the time was home Earth, all indications looked right. They're in the Marduk in the bay at Diaspora. When Jacko Constance, the foreman on duty, says, uh, Hey, Nash, can I get a visual on you? Jack comes to the windscreen and waves over at uh, Jacko. And he says, you know, um, hang on just a minute. I don't know what's going on here, but we just got a call from you, says to prepare a bay. You're coming in from Dreer, and you're just about to meet your second selves. This has actually happened once before, and it wasn't good. There was a huge explosion. It destroyed Diaspora Labs just as you were jumping out. You do not want this to happen again. When you realize that the second versions of you are coming back in a second version of the same ship that you are currently in, it is absolutely uncertain what might happen to reality right now. And nobody knows what the fuck to do. Nash turns and looks at Reggie. Reggie, his eyes are rolling back in his head. Sweat is breaking out on his brow. It looks like he's lucid dreaming um, really, really hard. You don't know what he's trying to do. Trey, you turn and you notice that Reggie's hands are shaking violently so fast it looks like you can see through him. And then he passes out and falls to the floor. Nash screams out his name as Reggie's head hits the floor hard and he stops moving. Time has frozen in a tableau with Reggie on the ground. Nash in the middle of screaming his name and reaching out to him. Trey just turning and looking at this whole predicament. Time freezes there. You feel yourself trying to move. Every atom in your body is trying to do what it's accustomed to doing. but Time itself is pushing back against you. And everything goes black and you find yourself in a completely different landscape. Go ahead and check out this screen here. Welcome to and alternate earth. Leslie, I'm jumping over to you. You've been combing the wastelands. The storm is rolling in. There are a number of drones headed this way from the city. That's never a good thing. And what's surprising is this time, they usually send on only one drone at a time. This time there are three and they are armed. Oh,
2: that's exciting.
1: Yeah, okay. Right now you're about uh, two clicks from the camp where the clan is ostensibly waiting for you. Uh, it may not be a good idea to run straight back because these drones may may have sight on you now.
2: Yeah, she's going to try and lead them on a merry chase
1: then. Okay, from around here, a couple options. You can go toward the old busted freeway or you can go toward...
2: Okay, so she's going to sort of like check out the general area that she's at. First of all, has anything strange happened that she is like that would give her any indication of why these drones are coming this way? Like, was there any noise or explosion or uh, give anomalies?
1: A, give me a brains roll. Let's be to three.
2: Okay. So help me out here. What am I doing? What am I roll, rolling?
1: <laughs> okay. The, 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 the dice are all D6s. Yes.
2: You're
1: going to roll as many as your brain stat. Okay. You're gonna Take the highest one. If there's an applicable skill, you add that to the highest one.
2: All right, I'm rolling 3d6. Three, three I have three brains. All right, so the highest is a five. So there's two yeah. fives and a three.
1: Okay, so actually this is going to be a yes and. Um, you do know um, that there has been a a little bit of activity lately between CivSec and Wolfram. Wolfram has occasionally sent out bounty hunters looking for you. It maybe happens once or twice a year. Um, you did, one of your, one of your team members, Missy, me I guess it was probably Drill. Your buddy Drill has been uh, listening to CivSec Municipal Police Radio, and he did catch your name being mentioned in one of these communications between CivSec and Wolfram. You are a person of interest.
2: Okay. So they may just be hunting me. As far as I know, they're just, they're after me.
1: Well, after failing to catch you for the last two years, it may be that Wolfram has gone to civic security to call in the big guns.
2: Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, nothing to worry about. Everything's fine. Okay. Um,
1: now so- they're still, they're still like a click away. Uh, you mm-hmm. see them coming because they're, they're lit. They have spotlights. They're watching the ground. Uh, So you don't actually know if you've been seen or not. If you run, uh, you can run straight south back to the the clan. You can run sort of southwesterly, which will take you to the remains of the freeway. Uh, There's another freeway to the north, but you don't want to run toward the drones. And then if you run due west, there's the power plant, which actually still works. The city gets a lot of its power from a geothermal plant out there. It's highly secured and it's in the middle of a badlands. Mm,
2: interesting. Okay. Um, hmm. What do I think would be the better choice? Uh, here's what her plan is. She knows that the the, um, the electrical plant is secured. What she's going to try to do is trick the electrical plant into getting rid of her little problem. <laughs>
1: okay. And I'm going to back myself up. You rolled uh, to see whether you knew why they might be here. You got a yes and. So I told you the yes. You get to tell me an and. What else do you realize?
2: Um, what else does she realize? Doesn't
1: uh, have to be directly related. It could be something incidental.
2: I think she probably realizes that uh, she maybe only has a certain amount of time to do this. Uh, because there's more storms coming.
1: Oh, there are, actually, yeah. The storms are just starting to pick up. Uh, so you're going toward the power plant then. Yeah. And I imagine dodging among the rubble and trying to keep a low profile as much as possible. Do you have a skill like stealth or survival? I, or... I have yeah? stealth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to want a grace roll from you plus stealth. You want a beat of four on this.
2: All right, well, I have a grace of four and a stealth of two.
1: Yeah, this is difficult because they are actively looking for you.
2: Let's see what I can do here. So, okay, I got a six, a two, a two, and a three.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, That is another yes and. So you do manage to evade being spotted. You're keeping a low profile as you crawl through rubble and uh, down on your belly at times, and then from one hiding spot to another hiding spot, and something good happens. What is it?
2: Ooh um, t- 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 So I would say something good like um, one of the drones sets off some other piece of latent security equipment and basically ends up getting into like gets damaged somehow.
1: While searching for you, one of the drones spins, thinking that it's seen some kind of movement. Now, you realize, by the way, that what that movement actually is, is Drill, who's been calling his attention by waving a flag and then ducking behind a burnt-out car. However, he does cause one of the drones to fire in such a way that it hits the other one. One of the drones goes spinning down somewhere in the wreckage over there. Drill is watching out for you. And at that moment, you start to feel a queasy feeling. Um, Reality is sort of getting nauseous. You want to fall down. Brains roll. Beat two. All
2: right, Three dice. Uh, Four.
1: You are about to be in the presence of a reality flux. Some people call them fractures. Some people call them vortexes. You've Never known anyone to go through one and come out again. Quite a few people have been lost to them in the past. They move quite unpredictably. They open up like an electrical hole to another reality, a rift in time and space. Somewhere near you, it's about to happen. That queasy feeling is the early warning. And you pretty much have to choose a random direction to run in.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, So how about... Northwest.
1: You run to the northwest, trying to put yourself out of the the zone. The feeling, the terrible nausea. And what uh, you you do feel like you're getting away from it, and you turn around to check. And I want to share another window, John. Go ahead and allow that. I'm just getting it out of the way, though. Here's your establishing shot, right? Now I'll share another one. There it is. To the left and right, you see the accustomed orange burnt-out sky of the terrain, and that's your shoulder in the left corner. We're looking over your shoulder. The vortex has opened up into what looks like a hallway made of concrete. Down at the end, it's got doors on the left and right and a light coming from the far end of it. I want you to make a psyche roll, Be a four.
2: Okay. I definitely did not beat a four.
1: (laughs) Okay, you're about you are you are about to go into shock. Um, You're going to lose control of your character for a moment. Do you have an idea what Ula's shock response is, or do you want me to roll one randomly?
2: Um, I think her shock response. Um, I would say you're losing it.
1: You're just seeing something that's impossible.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think she might freeze.
1: Mm. In that case, if you freeze in place, uh, from the back of the vortex, you see two human forms running this way. As they come closer, they're, they're grabbing each other by the hand. One is pulling the other along, and they leap through the vortex into your world. Nash and Reggie, welcome to the hellscape.
0: Reg, what, what the what the fuck? What the fuck was that? Did you did you do that? Where where the hell are we? What the
1: f- By the way, did I just say Nash and Reggie? I mean, you did, yeah, great. you
3: did. I I froze. I got nervous for a second. You did say it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you I, mean Trey? I'm still now. accustomed to. I'm still accustomed <laughs> I to, I to got Nash you, Todd. and Reggie. <laughs> they almost it's like a married couple. You say their names together, and you're just not accustomed <laughs> to saying them apart. You know. So they're leaping Trey.
2: out of this thing and like yeah. literally, like into Ula, basically. <laughs> like you just collide.
1: Yeah, she's. She, if I well, could, if I, I could retcon, still, you guys one literally run thing. right, right into this woman. And I also want you to describe yourselves. Yeah.
4: Uh, if I could retcon one quick thing, Trey would not hold Nash's hand. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, you, so, you have to. You have to, because Trey is the first <laughs> one who begins to figure out how to push through the time barrier.
4: Ah, uh, okay. So I'm literally—it's not so much holding his hand, but pulling him through.
0: You're pulling You're pulling that him.
4: That. Yeah. All right, I I can do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so then instead, when we when we bust out, I'm like, Trey, what the fuck? Where where, where are we go? What what is this? What is this? Where's where's Reggie? Immediately.
4: Trey will start flipping through his ARLs seeing if there's anything, um, any signal available.
2: All right. So she sees these guys show up. Where are the
1: drones? (laughs) Thankfully you've lost the drones, but here is the, the vortex disappears, leaving you in this hellscape guys. This is what you see. And you literally just collided with this woman. And then the vortex behind you disappears.
2: She's looking around frantically. Like as you guys like run into her, she then like sort of scrabbles back up onto her feet she's looking around and she's like, Where the fuck are the fucking the drones? Where are the drones? And she's like, you, uh, down.
0: Uh, down uh, just sorry. Down. What And like Nash immediately ducks.
2: Wait, so she's okay, like crouched
1: elbow. Can I get a visual on you guys? Describe yourself real quick.
0: Oh yeah. Uh fuck, I don't what. <laughs> Trey didn't you buy us are we still in the clothes that you? yeah you spot? are like, whatever. yeah so we that, are so I think Nash is wearing like a teal I don't remember like a teal Scylla like follow my ass shirt with what was it jeans I, Jesse do you remember it all I don't even probably remember. yeah so like a pair of jeans and like sneakers I remember (laughs) The
1: the shirt was animated, so the cheeks of the ass are up and down. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. And he's, you know, like, I think Nash is like six foot, uh, like, you know, buck 80. He's kind of wiry. Short military style haircut, clean shaven, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, but okay, he, he, Lessa, he
1: you, you may have never seen anybody uh, dressed in a style like this. But the closest thing you can think is like the the suburban yuppie types who live in Fresco, the nicest part of the city.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's just like looking at these guys like they have literally dropped off of another planet. Uh, what is what does Trey look like?
4: Trey is probably about five ten, really like trim, slender build similar clothing of like that just garbage outlet clothes except he is actually still wearing kind of almost like combat style boots but you can't really tell if it's like for the fashion or not um (laughs) and then and he has like almost like high end not like high end sweat but like sweatpants on that you then like tucked into the boots and then the the kind of Key factor of him, he he has that similar military high and tight haircut, but he has these kind of glassy blue eyes that have just a like a weird ethereal look to them.
1: Okay. Uh, actually, um, I'll, I don't even make you uh, do a brains roll for this one. Ula, you recognize those eyes? They're the same brand as as uh, Keck, who runs the clan. Those are cybernetic eyes.
2: Okay. So looking at these two, all right, I need... So half of her instinct is to pull a gun on them, and the other half of her instinct is to help them. And I'm trying to figure out which one is going to win right now. So did they seem oh. just completely like... Like they don't seem like... Like tactically aware right now, they seem like freaked out, like they have gone through something terrible, right?
1: If I recall when you, say drunk. You, guys, you guys do carry, but you're not holding your weapons well, in hand, right? Nash, yeah, we usually do.
4: Nash lost all his stuff. Trey didn't, though. So I he actually does have his pistol on him, and it would pro- uh, with the clothes that he's wearing, it probably would be over the shirt. So it's in like a shoulder hose. Hol- like those, like shoulder holsters. So he mm-hmm. has a pistol, like under his arm, under his left armpit, basically.
1: All right, okay, they so seem the relatively good. The guy's got a gun, but he's not wearing yeah. any armor. Neither one of yeah. them is in a uniform. These guys are not from CivSec.
2: Yeah, okay. So she kind of like does a quick, like, once over. Like, as soon as she realizes that the drones are gone, and she's, she's got, she's tried at least to pull you guys down so that you're not like such big targets. And she's, mm sort of crouched down and so she has uh, like olive um sort of a just a darker complexed skin she's got black hair, uh, dark eyes, but her eyes have an interesting and weird cybernetic sheen to them as well a little different from what you've got, but obviously some sort of alteration there. Mm-hmm. and she's dressed post-apocalyptic is that an accurate description <laughs> <laughs>
3: What was it ap- uh, apocalyptic realness. That I think was apocalyptic vibe, yeah,
2: yeah. right? So I mean it's just like she's got, Yeah, she's got like, <laughs> she's got on like easily camouflaged colors for the environment. So there's like rusty browns and 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 sort of blacks. And she has what look to be like layers of um, Of wrapping that kind of go up over her head to provide both shade and so she can put it across her face because the dust storms are really terrible and the other storms are really awful too and she doesn't want to breathe all that stuff. Um, She has some sort of like, probably like simple like respirator to like filter air when things get really, really bad. Um, She has somewhat tactical gear on. She probably cobbled together what she could steal Um, and then in In the two years that she's been out here, she's kind of picked and replaced pieces and she's got like, you know, wrapped sleeves and things kind of cover her everywhere to kind of protect her from a pretty caustic environment, I would think. So she's pretty much wrapped head to toe. She's about five foot eight, like, you know, medium build. Um she looks athletic. Uh if anything, she maybe looks a little thin, but um you're not, you know, this doesn't really you know, it's not like a, <laughs> the sort of place like <laughs> right. where you can just go to McDonald's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh Just from looking around, a quick glance, you see burnt-out buildings. You see the ground still on fire from, like, radiation radiation and underground oil fires and shit. This place is obviously post-apocalyptic. It's been eradicated by war. And judging by the outfit, this is a local. And this local is pulling you down to the ground and telling you, stay down, stay down.
0: Yeah, Nash immediately does so, right? Like, instincts start to kick in then. Uh, All Um, right.
2: Uh, Who... Who the hell
0: are you, and how did you get here? What the fuck was that? I, where where are we? Um, fuck, we were just we is is this Earth? Is this another Earth? Ooh, right. When you
1: pushed through the vortex, you guys, you felt that slicing you through the middle feeling that you get when you slip. Of course, you weren't in a ship. Well, you were standing in a slip ship, but yeah. there was there was no capacitor. This has never happened before. Something Reggie did the moment before he blacked out he was trying to lucid dream as hard as he could and and then he fell down and then here you are um so she mentioned the drones
4: am i so am i picking up any signals in the area
1: uh <laughs> you're not going to like this you're not in range of anything
0: <laughs> silence <laughs> so
4: Trey is so he he'll slump down he'll he'll hide because she told him to and Nash is doing it yeah. but at this point he is now like slumped and just staring like blankly forward
0: she thinks Nash, he's gone into shock probably yeah I was gonna say Nash like creeps forward and like slaps him in the face a couple times says, Trey Trey stay with me buddy you, you still here uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. What's the matter? Yes. You all right? You and he'll walk he around, and impulse. you'll see him
4: kind of like flick a couple of times. And he's yeah. struggling. I'm here. Yes.
1: Uh, there's um, a storm coming. There's uh, dark clouds and lightning from north, and it's coming this way. Uh, I a quick I mean, question. There's another what, drone is out. It? There. it is the year twenty one twenty two.
2: So in answer to your question, it's 2122.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we left. All right. So when you say that, then then Nash just like he pales a little bit and he looks at Trey and he says, We we left 2119, Trey. Is and and he, then he looks at Ula and he says, Is this Earth?
1: The one and the same.
0: As far as I know. <laughs> and he like his head just kind of drops and he's like From the
4: limited uh, study I've done on slip dynamics, uh, time travel within a similar dimension is uh, extremely possible. Uh, This is especially the unorthodox way that we have apparently done this. I would not leave it out of the realm of possibility.
2: So you've been time traveling. That's what that thing was that I saw. So you did this on purpose. Like you can go back?
4: Reggie. Make a roll. Oh, no, we did not do this on purpose. And I do not know if we can go back.
0: Did, did you see anybody else?
2: And Nash kind of like half gets up and starts looking around. It's like, Rage. There was, there was no one else. It was just the two of you. Okay, quick question. <laughs> there's a storm coming. Uh If there's nothing that you need in this immediate area, we should get the hell out of you.
1: Uh, something uh, weird happens just then. Um, John? What happens? Who, John
3: Peter? <laughs> oh, you want me to Say what happens? Oh, oh, okay. What
1: happened right then?
3: Now, are you talking about when they were discussing the gear or the, the fact that it was Earth?
1: Mm hmm. Oh, man. First thing, man.
3: The first, do you want me to say the, the, the first thing?
1: <laughs> pop it off the stack.
3: Well, okay. I, can, I guess the first thing that would pop into my head is that inside of both Trey and Jack's mind, they hear Reggie laughing his ass off.
1: Yeah, they do. You. And, and you
0: know, like Thank Nash you. stands up and starts looking around, like Reg.
3: i immediately oh.
4: grab, like, grab. <laughs> <and pull> down.
0: <laughs> I can
4: imagine Trey and Ulam either side of him, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but, but Reggie's here. We got to get Reggie. Nope. Never- looking around, Reggie is not here.
4: You uh Mr. Nash, you are clearly we are clearly hallucinating from the travel that we had just done. Uh we are uh very easily uh it is explained with we could possibly be quantum entangled, which is why we are sharing uh a hallucination at the moment. Uh but it is not something to pay attention to at the moment.
2: The fuck have you all been up to? All right, let's get out of here. All
1: right. Yeah, these guys are talking crazy talk.
2: She's just like, she uh, literally, she's gone. I mean, she's just like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I need to get back to safety. So <laughs> they, can, they can just nah, 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 as long as they like, keep moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think if you start moving off, then then they would follow, right? Like they might continue for a minute. Or oh fuck, she, she left. Like come, come on, Trey, we gotta go.
1: Okay, so let me show you where you're at.
0: And I guess as they're walking, you know, Nash is like, um,
1: no,
0: s- s- sorry, who, who are,
2: who, uh, who are you? Wh- wh- um, where, where, where are we going? My name is Ula and you're going to my clutch cause we need to get somewhere safe. There's a storm coming and she points at the storm, that storm coming here.
0: Oh, right. right, right. Um, I'm, I'm Jack Nash. Uh, we're f- from the past, I guess. What pants were you this wearing screen. that? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, that's uh, a long this
3: story.
4: We uh, got blood on our clothes and we uh, uh, were too out of place uh, for it. So we had to change.
2: You see an eyebrow raise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Off to the west. See that beam of light way out there? Uh, it it just activates you can hear the sound from half a mile away as this beam of light shoots up into the sky uh you know what this is that's the geothermal generator and it's basically doing what it does every day it's creating energy from the lava flows underneath the surface and sending that to the city you have been thinking for some time you and your whole clan about there's got to be some way we can tap that power. But this is not the way back to the clan. This is the way you were going to get away from the drones.
2: <sighs> yes. Um, well, uh, hmm. all right. Drones are gone. I have two random people. I don't think she's going to go on an engineering venture to go check out the geothermal pow- power right now.
1: Well, that's something that... Uh, Keck and Drill are always discussing, like there must be some way we can tap that. It's such a huge potential source of power. We could we could make the garden much larger, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. Okay. She does, when, when it lights up, she does point over, because I'm sure they look, and she's like, it's um, geothermal power for the city, mm-hmm. oh. not for us.
4: I assumed it was some sort of weapon. Thank you for stating
0: that.
2: Mm. Is it broken? You're interesting. No, it, it's just, it's just <laughs> how it functions.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Um,
2: shit. Uh, what do we? What do we need to know? Uh, what... Oh, well, so much. First of all, we need to get you some different clothes. You need to cover up a bit more. This um, this environment's going to be a bit hard on your skin. Probably your lungs too. Mm. <laughs>
4: now that you said cover up i want trey's shirt to be like that borderline where it's almost a belly shirt (laughs) just just puts his hands up a little bit then
2: (laughs) a crop t-shirt right yep (laughs) all right well let's get you back and get you some sort of clothing and we'll do something about all of this and then we can sit and talk but when we're not out in the open, there are things that are hunting me, and I just don't really want to give them a larger target than usual, especially with the two of you.
0: If you have things hunting you, you're uh, a lot more trusting than I venture that we would be.
1: All right.
2: Hmm. <laughs> she way. kind
0: of stares at him like, <laughs> <laughs> right, like... He stops and like looks like you're sure, right? Like, I mean, I know I'm not a, you
2: know, whatever, but, you know, guy that just jumped out of a time portal. <laughs> well, the ones who usually come hunting me wouldn't have had a conversation with me. That's
0: fair. If it's any consolation, <laughs> we're at your mercy. I mean, we don't, we're obviously not equipped. Uh, we don't know where we are. We don't know. I mean, I guess we know when we are, but uh, yeah, a, a safe place would be good. If, if you could put us up, we could help, uh, around your play, you know, helping the
2: community so we can figure out what's going on. I mean, she like slaps both of you on the back and says, <laughs> listen, it'll be all right. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I mean, you're not the first ones to just like magically show up around here and we had to figure out what to do with you. However, it's the first time it's ever happened through a portal from the past. But, you know, it's a Tuesday. <laughs>
4: And not, to be fair, Mister Nash, we also do not know if this is our, our future or not. We could be in an alternate existence. Um, I mean, this, is, for all you know, the uh, the the future of our reality could be perfectly fine.
0: I mean, we haven't been home in a long time, Trey. I I don't know. I, I hope this one. I hope this isn't the one.
1: Okay, let me let me make a suggestion here for a montage as you guys are walking back to the clan. Ula's leading the way. Trey is asking about this world and leslie if you have access to discord um, uh,
2: i do somewhere <laughs> <laughs> let's see yep little there
1: it is. Machine of open, i sent you a dm that included sort of like the the history of the last hundred years okay this could be the story that you repeat to them in the voiceover as we oh. see you uh progressing back to the camp.
2: Okay, so you want me to read this?
1: (laughs) Oh, that would be great.
2: All right, so the year is 2122. Throughout the 21st century, a series of brutal military conflicts, biological disasters, and natural catastrophes caused massive death and destruction, plunging much of the world into a small, dark age, which lasted for several decades. When civilization came online again, the population had been greatly reduced. And the first stirrings of the great rebuilding came from within the experimental smart cities built shortly before the collapse, sometimes within or upon the derelict remains of existing cities. These new cities have sprung to vitality quickly, owing to the preservation of AI systems and infrastructure. While much of the world struggled against barbaric circumstances, Smart cities became the centers of new geopolitical regions, and it looked like the future might turn out brighter after all. Until two years ago, when the reality fractures began to appear. Then the cracks in civilization started showing pretty fast.
1: And you made it back to the camp. I'll introduce you to the peoples.
4: And when, uh, when she mentions the whole kind of reality fractures thing, uh, Trey will lean over to Nash and just be like, do, do you think that it is a possibility that the events that we went through were the things that caused these reality fractures and now we are in the future that we in our present and their past created?
1: you guys talk weird a little bit. Shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's like, oh, I don't, I mean, I, I hope not. I mean, I I mean, we didn't, you know, cause Charlie took us to, I mean, we didn't really do anything. Uh, uh, I mean, I,
4: I think our best hey, bet is to something, get something to weird city and see if we can, uh, run some analysis on, uh, the data that they have.
1: Yeah. I mean, if at can, this point I, you guys are at the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, And Ula is beginning to introduce you to people. We go from hut to hut and we meet people who are like either in or out of their hut working on a vehicle or fixing their gun or tending their garden or whatnot. I will introduce all of the people to you in a minute. But while you're meeting Keck, she's sort of the leader around here, the matriarch. She's also the eldest. And she runs the garden, which is hydroponic. It grows below ground. Uh, She also has bionic eyes, by the way. So you notice that while you're talking to her another weird thing happens. Joan babe what what is it? Do you want do you need me to roll something? First? No. No. no.
3: All right. So not not fully understanding the layout of, of where they are and everything, I, I would like to maybe uh in in Trey's sort of purview, like his vision, I want to sort of connect with that a little bit and highlight maybe uh, areas of the general vicinity that he's in that he can maybe feel a little bit whole. Connect maybe, is that if that's possible?
1: Trey, give me a psyche roll B3. Oh,
4: that's a six.
1: Boom. That's a yes and Trey. There's a process operating inside your head. You're getting mixed CRC signals. You're, you're being hacked, and um, if I'm being hacked, then I assume
4: there is a um, some type of local local signal being outputted. Then, right? You do assume that, but the and is something good for you. Well, yes, that would be very good for me. Um, if I'm able to locate the signal then i can attempt to trace it back and uh block and or fight back
1: that's the problem there's no network there's simply a presence in your head making file some alterations uh and you've just noticed it but now you're beginning to feel affected by it and since the and was sort of like a almost an illusion that you had yeah (laughs) you're now starting to feel a little bit more oriented. You know exactly where the power plant is. You know where the city is. Measurements appear on your map. It is as though you had sent out some of your AIs to do a scouting run and come back and report to you with a visual map. Mm-hmm. Although you, you don't have access to any kind of network, this data just appeared in your head. It filled out the map of the area for like surrounding two, three miles.
4: Uh, yeah, that's, I'm immediately, um, let's see. Yeah, I'm going to send Falto to do a quick security scan and basically lock everything down. Like, she's going to do, like, a perimeter search of my system just to Mm -hmm. make sure that everything
1: is secure. Okay, so, um, it's a little bit awkward. It's while you're talking to Keck and she's asking you guys where you came from and what skills you might have to contribute to the community. She doesn't really care so much about your past. That's all mm-hmm. of you. When she says where you came from, she means like, Ula tells me you're from another world. What's that about? But her primary interest is what skills do you bring? Since we're going to be mm-hmm. feeding you, you need to be helping us. And she's right in the middle of asking you guys that question when suddenly Trey gets this weird look on his face. And then he sits oh, yeah. down and he goes into like, he starts moving his fingers around his head uh, quietly. Yeah, he, like, just,
4: he turns he turns like 20 degrees away from her and is just like immediately just
1: his, his fingers are doing something like magic or whatever. Or who knows? And Nash, uh, it falls on you to explain this antisocial behavior.
0: Yeah. Nash just look like everybody turns to like look at Trey and he just he kind of shrugs and he says, you, you get used to it. Um, he's got the computer in his head, so he'll, uh, sometimes he just tunes out if he's got something, uh, something going on. You, you guys have a, a, a local network here that he's connected to?
2: <laughs> no. And a good thing as well, because if there's a network, they can find us.
1: Ah, okay. Uh, maybe he's got had, a reboot. You know what? Anyone with DNI could potentially be useful, though. We've found some vehicles around here that we, we might be able to salvage a drill, How's that truck coming? And drill comes out to the front of his cabin. He's got oil stains all over him. He's like, there's a lot of parts missing, but, uh, I think I can make it work. And Keck is just kind of smiling. See if you can hook up a DNI rig for that thing. We could use an extra driver.
0: Uh, Trey could probably do it. He's, he's, he's good at all that stuff. Um, we were, uh, soldiers where we came from contractors. Um, I I could shoot. Um, you need me to move stuff. I mean, whatever. It's. Uh, I mean, we'll do whatever we can to help you if, if you're going to take us in. Uh, we well, got to figure good. out We're how to have
1: first watch tonight because. Uh, and here she turns to Ula. Those drones have been coming too close, and uh, we all know who they're looking for. Yeah.
0: Shift the eyes to. Ula.
2: We're going
1: to have to take them out.
2: <gasps> all right. I'm just, I don't want to take them out near here because it'll just draw more attention to this location. So I'll have to go out probably on some sort of scouting mission, find a good location to take them out and do it from there. Maybe one of the
1: industrial areas. I think you're going to have to do that uh, sooner rather than later. and, And here she looks at Trey and then back at Nash again. Maybe you could use a couple soldiers.
0: Sure, a bit of a test you give me a rifle. I'm, I'm good. Uh, maybe some, maybe some different clothes. Like we stick out a little bit here and he kind of like looks around at the dull, awful landscape.
1: <laughs>
2: um, she will
1: yeah, you look like an American tourist in a Cambodian war zone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll, she will go help scrounge up some, some clothing for you. Yeah. Um, And meanwhile, she's keeping one eye on Trey, just kind of like, as she sort of walks away, and I assume she's taking Nash to go get some clothes. She's like, you know, if he does that in the middle of combat, we're going to be in a bit of trouble. Does he do that all the time?
0: No, I mean, well, yes and no. He's never done it in combat. Um, Usually if he's looking something up or if he's, you know, puzzling on something, he may tune out a little bit or if he's, you know connecting some dots together um but he's he's, he's I've, I've never had to worry about him that way uh he gets a little he gets a little a matter, rambunctious a sometimes
1: respect, when he when he applies that that brain talent of his to combat directly uh he's actually quite amazing you know you can figure out like the trajectories of things with immediate calculations and shit like that
2: all right well um let's get you some clothes yeah, they yeah, are a little distracting. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I think this was Trey's idea of a joke. I'm not really sure. And he kind of like looks back over his shoulder. I love jokes. Oh, that's, that's a good oh. sign.
4: No, uh, Mr. Nash, this was my attempt to have us blend in. See, what I had done is went on to uh, the internet and found the uh, the most popular fashions at that moment. And then I uh, chose from that. I I cross-referenced to what we could afford at the time, and uh, this is what it was.
0: I, I, I mean, you did good. I mean, we were naked, so like it's.
4: Oh, you were, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, I was covered I, in blood. Remember,
0: right?
1: Yeah, right, right. the Solicitor "Follow My Ass" line was a top seller that year, and uh, and your cargo shorts are from Jimmy Buffett, who's on his seventh clone. <laughs>
0: There's like parrots and shit stitched in <laughs> <laughs> pockets or
2: <are. laughs>
1: so you do manage to scrounge up some clothes and uh, uh, unfortunately there's, there's no real armor to speak of. So you guys are just basically going to be at uh, armor class zero and you do have a, a lovely meal. Keck brings out plates and there are three little kids helping out. They live with Kek, Jake, Golly and Cha-Cha. The oldest is 11. The youngest is five. And uh, they're very well behaved. These kids were actually rescued. They were abandoned by their parents, found in the ruins by drill and brought back to the camp. Where Keck has been taking care of them for about a year now. So they bring out these plates of steamed vegetables. And they're all grown underground right here in Keck's garden. Which afterwards, uh, she'll be happy to show you. And... uh, it, it may be, as things are becoming dark and stormy, the lightning comes close, but the storm veers off to the east. It never hits the camp, so that's good, but it's still windy and unpredictable weather in general, which, of course, bleh, it's Tuesday. A new storm could hit without warning at, at any time. When the storm passes, though, after dinner, you've got clear skies for a little bit, and it's nice. And it's especially nice from a tactical standpoint because you once again see three drones coming this way from the city.
2: All right. So, um, up for a little adventure.
0: Uh, yeah. Can you, uh, can you get me a rifle? You guys have one to spare? I'm sure we do. <laughs> uh,
1: at a wealth level one, you do have a rifle to spare. Yeah.
2: Okay. Nice. Um, I can get you a rifle and I think I've got them reasonably clothed now, at least somewhat closer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Actually, um, you guys that she wasn't lying about the air here. It is, it is caustic. Uh, It you're starting to get used to breathing it, but at first it kind of burned your lungs a little bit. And uh, you are really happy when you get some skin covering. It's just grimy, and oily. The air is oily.
0: Um, Nash, Nash would, um, not break the rifle down, but, you know, pull the clip, you know, clear the, you know, clear the chamber, like, you know, go through just to make sure that I'm familiar with, you know, if if it's something different than what we're used to, just to familiarize myself with it before we go out.
1: Okay. You do that. It is a popular model. Actually, you recognize the brand name, but not this exact model. So it's like an alternate earth version of a gun you've seen before. Okay. You figure out how to clean it, and you guys uh, set off. On your way out, um, Tech stops you. She points in the direction of the drones. She points at you. She actually taps you on the chest, and she's like, don't you let them find us. You know I'll have to kick you out. I know. I don't want to do that.
2: I know. All right, go. She, She heads out. She's quiet at first and doesn't really say anything for the first bit that she's walking. She's just sort of picking her route carefully. Um, I think she's probably heading for some sort of like derelict industrial building, someplace where these drones have to get in essentially, they have to fly through buildings and get in close contact with her to find her so Um, that she can take them out around blind corners and stuff like that.
1: All right. So we're looking for some. Some buildings, some cityscape. Let me see what I can find for you.
0: If if you're quiet, I don't think Nash says anything. I mean unless Trey starts up a conversation. Um oh
4: that, just... that's uh Trey's favorite topic is quiet.
0: Yeah, so yeah that's what I figured. I don't want <laughs> I didn't want to speak for you. So yeah, if, if you're quiet, you know, he just follows, you know, if you're upright, he's upright. If you cr- you know, if we're low to the ground, crouch like now we're, we're, we're like in Nash's mind, now we're working, right? Like all of that, like, I don't know where Reggie is. And I'm like, it bothers me that he's not here, but I've got Trey clearly Reggie did something. Um. So we're like, we, we've we got to go fix whatever your situation is. Right. Cause at, if nothing else, it earns us some trust that we're. She's very
2: somber after that conversation with Keck. Like she just, you know, it, it obviously affects her and she, she goes from being like, not like super bubbly, lighthearted, but she's, she was definitely much more um, easily conversating with you. And then after like her and Kat kind of have that little interchange, she just sort of, she's quiet for a bit. Um, So she'll leave you for a while. um, And, and she'll, she'll sort of spend some time like pointing out like, these are normal things that you need to look out for in this immediate environment right like um i'm not sure todd what sort of stuff is on the ground there but i'm assuming there's like unexploded ordnance there's you know toxic chemical spills there's
1: there is not only all the stuff that you wrote to me in the discord so yes occasionally unexploded ordnance, uh very unstable ground but also oil fires below the ground
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh it just the the wind will occasionally just whip up just like burning smoke in random and directions
2: dust, all kinds of stuff yeah uh so she'll talk about all of that um she'll talk about the storms too she's like when the storms come you really need to wrap up everything that can possibly be wrapped up, put on some goggles, like cover everything. Um, I will say this. Um, it's really important. If you get a strange sensation, a bit like your stomach is dropping out, like you're, you're about to fall, say something, all right? Because those reality-shattering moments that we've been having seem to be, they begin with that strange feeling, all right? We'll do. We'll, we'll let you know.
4: And uh, every time Ula points something out, um, even though Trey, you know, he doesn't have access to everything, he still he'll take a screenshot of it and uh-huh. uh, and he'll tag it, and so that Rodash can constantly scan the vision, and if any, if even if Trey doesn't catch it, perhaps his bot will to give him uh, like a little bit of a a heads up.
1: Gotcha. Ula, while talking uh, and filling you in and while Trey is taking his screenshots, uh, has led you to a place where the freeway approached what once was a small suburb outside the city. And now it's just a a burned out bunch of buildings. The houses are almost completely flattened, but there are some of the larger buildings still remaining, And parts of the freeway are still standing. This seems like a good place to take that stand you were talking about
0: this podcast is a proud member of the legends of tabletop broadcast network for more gaming related content please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com